Welcome to Equip, a special edition of the Teen Pact podcast brought to you by the Teen Pact Alumni Network. Here, we provide tools and resources to help you navigate your career, grow in your faith, and equip you to glorify God through your talents and passions. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello and welcome. My name is Carlin Sullivan, and this is another edition of Equipped. It's a monthly podcast presented by the Alumni Network. We are super excited to have our guests with us today, uh, someone well-known in the Team Pact world, Toby DeMoss. Toby, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we're excited to hear your story and such great insight that you have to share. So before we get started, I always like to ask people who um, you have been out of Team Pack just for a little bit. <laughs> you're still you're still a, a superstar in our, our eyes who have been around for a bit. But tell us a little bit about your Team Pack experience just to give context. Thanks. Yeah, well, I remember being 13 or 14. My mom took me to a thrift store, gave me a suit, put me in a car, drove me to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I did not know anything until I arrived in some cabin somewhere at some conference center and was told we're going to the Capitol. <laughs> So made it to the Capitol Building Senate hearing room three. And for the next several years, that's where I kept going back to. And I just loved it so much um, at first, just because it was it felt like a place that I could be popular. <laughs> and then with time, I started to appreciate the leadership that I learned about Christ and the uh, example that I had for my staff teams. So I ended up going to, to three, I believe, three state classes as a student. Uh, applied for staff, got denied, applied for staff again. Uh, and I was I was 100% the goofball, like class clown for the first few years. And once I got denied from staff, I was like, oh, something's probably wrong with the way I'm doing things. <laughs> so I, I ran for governor that year and took a more serious approach. Um, one governor and was, was accepted to staff with Teen Pact. I was so excited. So then the next year I ran for president, vice president with Carissa Gould. She was the president. I was vice president. First female president was awesome. And we won. And then I applied for intern. So I got to travel the country and, and put on some classes too. So very humbling experience, wonderful experience. And yeah, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. I bet you remember the night you were elected like it was yesterday. Was that pretty electrifying when you and Chris yeah. were elected? I, I remember looking at the pictures afterwards. I was like, yeah, I did not realize like that it happened. I just looked shell-shocked in the pictures, but <laughs> it, it was a good moment. And there's one picture of me just with my hands on my face like this. Like, I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. It was a great moment. <laughs> that's neat. That's wonderful. There's nothing like national convention elections, that's for sure. So um, yeah. well, speaking of national convention, part of your story um, and the path that the Lord has you on right now um, is related to something that occurred in May of 2019 at National Convention. Can you tell us a bit about what happened during that week? Yeah, so I just told you my Team Pack story up to that moment. And so that was National Convention, the the pinnacle of all the work that we'd done in that intern season. And it was the first day of the event between finishing prepping everything and the students arriving. And uh, I was just having a baseball catch with a buddy to let off some steam. And one of my former students who had arrived early was running down the hill behind me. And I heard them call my name and I turned around to see who it was. And as I did so, they gave me a big hug and their shoulder 
got me in the jaw in such a way that I was pretty shaken up. Um, thought it was concussion, had some uh, gnarly symptoms that week. And then one week turned into two, into a month, into several months. And uh, nothing seemed to help. It didn't get any better. And here we are four and a half years later, I'm still dealing with some pretty debilitating symptoms um, that keep me from doing most of my life the way I'd like to. So that's the origin of the injury. And we can talk a little bit more about what's transpired between then and now too. How, how that, can I ask how it has affected you physically? Is it headaches? Yeah. Is it nauseousness? What is it? It's complicated. I, I have a hard time explaining it because it's so systemic. My whole body is affected. Um, but locally, very gripping, tight, deep pain in my neck and up and, uh, upper back, the traps. I have constant headaches. Um, I have uh, a lot of sensitivity to sound and light. So being in, in a car is really troublesome for me. I, I haven't been able to drive in four something years. Um, computer time, screen time, time with friends, anything that has any stimulus involved is really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't been able to work. I haven't been able to continue with schooling. Um, and I have nerve pain in my arms, legs, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of other stuff going on too, yeah. but those are some of the big ones. So after Team Pact, in spite of all the experience, of everything you were experiencing, you did attend college, correct? You went to Palm Beach Atlantic? Yes. Okay. And were you able to be in college for a little bit before it was unsustainable? Yeah, it was unsustainable. I came here, we thought it at that time was just concussion. Um, and when I say here, I'm back in Florida now. So mm -hmm. I, I live in the same area as I did. And uh, it was it was the kind of thing I was just constantly taking pain meds to get through the semester. Uh, I came home from that first semester and my mom was like, the light in your eyes has gone out. Something's wrong. Like, we need to reconsider what you're doing right now. So I decided uh, with a lot of sadness to withdraw from PBA at that time. So to this day, I've only completed one semester of college. I tried to go back the next year and I did two weeks and I had to withdraw again. I, I just couldn't do it. It was way too painful to be on the screen, to carry a backpack, um, to show up to class and, and like have my brain process all this information. I couldn't handle it. So, yeah. Wow. So you're on a very different path than what you had anticipated. So you're, yeah. tell us what happened after you decided that college was not going to be an option for you and you're in Palm Beach Atlantic and you want to, you know, provide for yourself and, and have an income. So what, what happened next? Yeah. So I withdraw from PBA for the second time, come back to Pennsylvania. And I was like, man, um, <laughs> I don't, I can't work a normal job. No one would hire someone who would have to call out four times a week. And I don't want to live at home forever. So what do I do? I started looking into passive income streams. And that's a word that gets thrown around so much. Passive income, passive income. It's like a get rich quick kind of thing people talk about. Oh, just like set up some affiliate links and like send some emails <laughs> and you'll you'll be making enough money to live independently. But I was like, I wonder if there's a way to do it. That's like I can go at my own pace 
and allow my body to continue healing. Because I, I don't want to be killing myself in order to be providing for myself. So how can I do this? And I stumbled across this YouTuber, um, took some of his, he had like a free course that I started taking. And after a little while, I said, this looks like something I want to try. Um, and also just rewind for a minute. Part of the reason that I explored this avenue was because um, I applied for disability services with the U.S. government and was denied so I was like, man, I, I don't want to live at home. What do I do? I found this thing called Amazon KDP. So Amazon KDP is stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. And that's really what it is. You publish books through Amazon. Um, it's a great business model because they print your books on demand and they ship it for you. So you do no fulfillment. You do no customer service. All you do is create the book, market the book on Amazon, and then they take, of course, a cut and they do the printing and stuff for you. But it's, what kind it of is, books have you created? Yeah. I, well, what I did initially was I took the course and didn't create any books because I was too scared to. But eventually I was like, okay, I got to just try. So I started creating word search books, um, like puzzle books for old people for cognitive function. And I released one, made zero sales. Um, released another one, I think something very similar to that. And then the third one I released started taking off and I was like, whoa, I actually could make money doing this. So that was about a year and a half ago. And so how many have you sold since then? Is that, or is that, is that a personal question? <laughs> no, that's fine. I just, I'd have to pull up the reports. I forget what the exact number is right now. Um, let me do it actually real quick. But while we're talking- so is it is it the third book that you published? Is that one that you're making income from? Uh, at this point, I think we've published 12 books. Um, oh, God. And they are, it. there's probably th three or four of them that are making pretty consistent money, um, mm -hmm. or at least passively. And that's been pretty cool to watch. And you say we, do you have a partner? I have a team. That's one of the things that has enabled me to to like do this i don't make the books myself i hire a team okay yeah and how did you how did you hire people like where, where did they I, come from or how did you find yeah them? they came they came from a couple different websites one called upwork and then mm -hmm. there's one called i i've used fiverr as well before but i i prefer upwork and then um, onlinejobs.ph that's a, a philippines virtual assistant network it's pretty cool how um, how do you think, or what are your plans for expanding as you move forward? Do y'all have plans for that? Or are you are you enjoying what you're doing right now? Or are you going to branch out and create other books? Yeah, at this point, I am. My health has been so spotty that it, it's hard to plan for the future. Um, I, I've so many times I've tried to scale and like increase what I'm doing, like just constantly with everything in life, but I keep hitting walls and I have to stop. So the name of the game right now for me is sustainability. And that looks like 45 to 60 minutes a day of work, uh, if I can do it. And I, I'm trying to scale this business because it's the systems are in place. Um, everything that I need to know, I have like, I have a team of five right now who all know their roles 
and who can pump out books really quickly if we want to. Um, so why, why like build something new right now until I'm right. healthier? So that's, that's the plan right. for now. Well, it's working for you. You've created an idea and created a team and you're able to provide for yourself. Did you ever think at your age you would have created a company like this? I think, I think I always knew I would. Um, yeah. By the way, by the way, door. the amount of sales that we've had, how many books? We've sold 7,506 books, which has been cool. Wow. And I, yeah. I am an owner of one of those books. <laughs> yes, you are. And that, that started, that's the first sale was June 14th of last year. So like June, July, August, September, October, 16 months. That's amazing. Tell us the name that if people want to go and purchase, where on Amazon can they find you? Sure. Um, it's kind of hard to find author pages on Amazon, but if you go to the bookstore and you type in um, Blueberry Books word search, you'll find you'll find our stuff. Yeah. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes as well so that people can find okay, that. Cool. Cause I know people would love to support you with that. What has been, in addition to your health, what has been the most challenging part of starting your own business at, at a young age? Hmm. I think so. Honestly, the, something the Lord convicted me of was the addiction to distraction that I have. Mm -hmm. And that so many young people have, there's this addiction to, to just be divided in 500 different directions every day. Um, and so much distraction is not conducive to any real growth on any one thing. And I was talking with a buddy of mine recently. He's a freshman, but he's in a nursing program. And the stereotype with nursing versus business is very different. If you, if you know college stereotypes, the business students don't do anything except surf here in Florida. They just surf and they network like quote unquote network. And if you, if you outsource your homework to someone else, then it's like, cool. But for a nurse, like the, the consequences and the stakes are high. Cause if you do a bad job with your job, malpractice and like someone's life could be at stake. So a nursing student studies and works really hard. And so this guy, Joe, who I was talking to a friend of mine, nursing student, he was like, yeah, I was studying all week for this exam. And I got like a 94. I was so hype about it. And I was just thinking, man, what if I treated business like I was a nursing student? Like, what if my work became more than just like something to keep me distracted or like it became like, like a, not an obsession, but something that I treat with like dignity and honor and respect and have that kind of focus for. Um, and I honestly forget the question you you asked me, but that's something that I've just been really meditating on lately. Like, yeah. Oh, one of the biggest obstacles. That's what you asked mm -hmm. the, the distraction thing. And I think, I think, uh, we self-sabotage so much by jumping from thing to thing so quickly and not giving things a chance to really blossom into something that's meaningful or, or that is profitable. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've heard this a hundred times having come through the team pack program, but you know, our little mantra or tagline is we believe in the capacity of young people. And we yeah. think that young people have just the ability to do so much more than what society will tell them that they're capable of. I would assume and may, may be wrong in assuming this, but, I would think that many people would not respect um, anyone your age starting their own company. Did you come up against any of that as you were starting your business, getting pushed back from older people? Like, who do you think you, you know, just because just you're younger, you're not, you're not 
you don't have a college degree or you're not accomplished or in, yeah. in society's mind, which is totally not true at all. But that's just a stigma. Did you, did you get the fight against that at all? I think most of that was atmospheric in the sense that it's like societally viewed that way. But right. I've had some really great supporters in my corner who believe in me. So it didn't feel like I was up against that so much personally. In fact, my right. first, I, I used to do wedding photography. Um, and I was like, I've got to fly to Texas as a 19 year old to shoot a wedding because I booked a client in Texas. Um, so cool. Right. And, they and, uh, no, <laughs> but they, they knew I was young and that I was good. Right. I love um, that. That's awesome. but my first, my first, my first, uh, corporate client, cause I was exploring with corporate as well was actually my intro to business professor. And he he runs something called Mint Eco Car Wash, which is like the Chick-fil-A of car washes in South Florida. It's like it's an incredible experience, like Rolls Royces, like nobody's business coming through a high, high end car wash. Um, and he was my first corporate client. So to have a business professor believe in you enough to like pay you thousands of dollars to do wor your work for him was pretty cool. So I've actually been very fortunate to be supported as a young entrepreneur. And I think, so I think honestly, yeah, I think honestly for anyone who's young and like wondering like about that stigma, I think more and more it's becoming accepted that young people can be successful entrepreneurs, especially in the digital age. Like there's, there's so many opportunities and if you get around the right people, they will help you flourish. Exactly. And I think it may have been in years past that, that a that a piece of paper and a, and a degree was your ticket to success, but you clearly are an example that that's not necessary. People are highly successful in starting their own businesses without a college degree, going to yeah. trade. There's just so many different ways that you can provide for yourself and um, accomplish your dreams. So if people in your shoes are thinking about, gosh, I'd like to get started into doing something mm -hmm. like that, do you have any words of advice for anyone who might want to start their own business? even on a smaller yeah. scale or kind of do what you're doing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously not Steve jobs. I just, I've had a little bit of success, but from what, from my, my experience, here's a couple of things I would say. One fail fast. Uh, the faster you fail, the faster you'll get to point B. And there's always more to accomplish than you think. So um, fail fast and fail often fail hard. Those things. It's like, it's a little scary, but it's fun and you'll learn to love it. That doesn't sound um, very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, I but I like, I like ice baths and crazy stuff like that too. So maybe I'm just built <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, and then, and then not only fail fast. Okay. I would say three things. Fail fast. Um, be consistent. Give yourself. It's, it's not about um, putting in an eight hour work day twice a week. It's about putting in an hour a day, like every day for the whole week. That's how it's been for me. Hopefully you can do more than that. But if you're not consistent, then it's these things aren't brewing in your mind. You're not giving yourself the chance to really learn and uh, absorb information. And if I've learned anything um, with like this health stuff that I've gone through, it's that you can accomplish a lot more than you think if you are consistent. So be consistent and give yourself the chance to not have this distracted mentality, shiny object object syndrome, as they call it, and just pick one thing and go for it. An hour a day for a month. Just try that. 
see what happens, no distractions. And then the last thing would be sales cures all. I learned this one from my friend Aaron Nosbish, who I worked for doing his social media marketing. He owns the world's largest CBD hemp and, uh, and hemp advertising agency. And I got to work with him. He lives here in West Palm Beach. And when, when I stopped working for him, I asked him to give me a piece of advice. And he said, sales cures all. Sales cures all. As long as there's money in the bank account, you're not going to be worrying too much about the business. So get to sales as fast as you can. Um, so fail fast, be consistent, give yourself a chance, and then focus on learning how to make sales. Those would be the three That's things wonderful. that I would say. Yeah. Cody, one of the things that you do that are so inspiring to me and, and blesses me, and I know blesses just countless others, is your uh, social media account. So if any of the listeners are not following Toby DeMoss, I highly encourage you to because <laughs> the way that you have maintained your positive spirit and your faith um, is just short of miraculous. It really is. I'm getting very choked. <laughs> you, um, you really do inspire me. And I know you inspire a lot of other people. And I know there have probably been times when you have wanted to shake your fist and you're mad and you're angry, but somehow you continue to push forward. And I just, I'm really respect that in you. So keep, you. keep posting, keep doing what you're doing because people are watching and you're making a difference. You really are. Thank you, Ms. Carlin. Yeah. Thank so, you so much. Anyway, uh, would it be okay, provided that you felt up to it, that people could reach out to you? and yes. ask for advice or um and how what's the best way to reach you is there a email you like to share yeah i probably the best way would be through my instagram instagram okay they could yeah i'll probably okay. see that first. yeah is that a, is it public it's easy to find it's you it's public and, yeah yeah toby.demoss and okay. uh yeah feel free to reach out to me especially if you if you're a young person you have business questions i'd like i'd love i love that stuff and um I attribute most of my success to people who are smarter than me helping me. So right. if if I can if I'm a couple steps ahead of you and I can help you in any way, I'd love mm -hmm. I'd love to do that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Toby, keep doing what you're doing. May the Lord bless you and your efforts and may your business continue to grow. And um, I think I might just hop on Amazon and order a couple more books. <laughs> and I hope others will do the same. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, blessings. <laughs>